Andrew Frossard was raised as an atheist. He was the son of one of the founders of the French Communist Party. And, you know, he didn't really think much of God or of, of, of these things in general. He was, you know, pretty much just, you know, raised as a, as a skeptic and, and preoccupied with these things, pretty much indifferent to God. Didn't really give him much thought. One day, when he was about 20 years old, he stopped by a chapel to, you know, uh, meet with a friend, and he had an experience there that would change his life. He would walk away a different person. It was a short experience, about five minutes, but he, he walked in the chapel, and he seen these religious sisters, and uh, he seen the priest offering mass and others who were gathered there, and he talked about this spiritual experience, what he described as these miracles of indescribable force that shattered the absurdness of his disbelief. He said that there was these spiritual, uh, these words, spiritual life, that kind of was like a whisper, although it wasn't a whisper. It wasn't as though he was hearing anything, and yet the words were there. He also talked about this great light that had a radiance that was beyond anything of this world, an otherworldly radiance. And then there was this, this sweetness, this sweetness that was such that could break even the hardest stone. And that which was even harder than the hardest stone, the human heart. Uh, and then he also described this, this overflowing eruption of joy. He's, and he had a hard time putting this into words. The closest that he could come was the experience, the feelings of, of a shipwrecked soul who was saved just in the nick of time. And then there was this presence of God, Almighty God, there in the Blessed Sacrament. You know, under the form of bread, he talked about this, that, that here the Lord was present in this incredibly humble way. You know, the food of the poor, just this, this bit of bread, he said. And he would write later of this experience, Oh, divine love, eternity will be too short to speak of you. He went away from that experience uh, being forever changed. He would soon convert and come into the Catholic Church because of this unexpected experience that he had with the Lord. We are, I bring this up because we are moving forward with a series of homilies on prayer. Pope Francis has declared that 2024 is to be a year of prayer. Uh, and so we begin to dig into this. Last week, I talked about how you and you, all of you, were meant to experience God even at the highest heights, profound mystical prayers even, uh, enchanted prayers, prayers beyond what you can imagine, these experiences unlike anything else. So that everybody, every single person, it's not just for an elite few, it's for everybody. This week, I'd like to talk about what that experience is like. If you're able to encounter the Lord in this advanced sort of prayer, how does, what's the experience like? What, what, what is that like and, and how does that affect you? I want to dig into that today. So this is a great week for this because we have for our 
Scripture reading, the transfiguration, when the disciples, his closest of disciples, Peter, James, and John, would go up with him on the mountaintop and see the Lord transfigured in this miraculous way right in front of them. So today, I would like to invite you, I'd like to beckon you up this mountain to kind of see what it's like to have a spiritual experience like this and how it affects a person. How can you see something that is actually real? Know that it's an authentic experience, an authentic prayer experience, an encounter with the Lord. I want to kind of show you what this looks like and how it affects a person in order to beckon you there, to beckon you up the mountain, to be one of those close disciples that gets to see these amazing, really, truly transformative things with the Lord. So what are these experiences like? I'm going to try to describe these. So like the disciples who went this mountain, having no idea, they didn't know they were going to expect this, totally unexpected. It was out of the blue. It wasn't connected to nature in any way. It wasn't connected to what they were doing before. Uh, That all of a sudden they're having this profound spiritual experience, this transformative experience with the Lord. He's transfigured before them. This is what these experiences are like. This is not something that you can concoct, per se, that you can put together. It's the Lord that allows you to have this experience. That it's not connected with other things. It's not connected with your previous thoughts or your previous actions. You know, normally, you know, your thoughts are connected one to another, you know, or your actions and things. No, this is from out of the blue. This is unexpected. This is even, I would dare say, and the saints talked about these very advanced spiritual experiences, that they go beyond what you can sense with your body, meaning that it goes beyond what you can touch or feel or hear or taste. It's beyond all those things. That sounds kind of strange how you could experience something that's even beyond the senses. But this is what the saints have talked about. This is what the scripture talks about. No St. Paul, for example, he wrote, no eye has seen. So he's talking about the different senses, right? The five senses. No eye has seen, nor ear heard. What God has in store for those who love him. Let's be on these things. Uh, you know, the saints talk about it surpassing these experiences with God, surpassing even the sublimest of earthly experiences. So think of the most wonderful, magnificent, you know, uh, memorable things you've ever experienced that. Uh, well, these things go way beyond anything that you can taste. Any music that you can listen to, any chemical high from drugs or alcohol, it goes beyond, these experiences go beyond any sights that you can see. Maybe a magnificent sunset, way beyond that. It goes beyond any physical experience, you know, even the the union that uh, men and women experience within marriage. Uh, These spiritual experiences are amazing and wonderful and beyond anything that you could possibly think of and yet, and profound and and transformative, and yet are very delicate. They are wordless, subtle, deep. These are all things, all words that the saints have used to describe these things. St. Paul wrote uh, about these spiritual experiences that these heights of prayer, ecstatic prayer, that everything else in comparison to this he said, is rubbish. You know, think of the most amazing, wonderful experience compared to these heights of prayer, experiencing God, this mystical prayer. 
all those things, as wonderful as you think they are, they're trash. They are garbage in comparison, St. Paul wrote. He said that we are to be filled with the fullness of God. The psalmist said, to feast on the bounty of divine delight. It goes beyond anything you could possibly imagine. There's a saint, I think, that puts this into, uh, into life in a, in a memorable way, I think is helpful. St. Joseph of Cupertino. He died back in 1663, a man who had great spiritual experiences. He was born into a difficult family. His parents didn't really want him. Uh, who was born into poverty, didn't have much money, and he was even more trouble and more expensive, and he was often sick, and so he was difficult. He was a great burden. Uh, he wasn't wanted by his family. He wasn't wanted by his peers. He had a hard time talking. He was pretty awkward, and he would start talking and then forget what he was saying halfway through his sentence or halfway through his story. Uh, just really had a hard time connecting, but he was very much drawn to spiritual things. He was drawn to the Lord, and so as he grew closer to the Lord, he began to have these really profound prayer experiences, uh, experiences of the Lord. And they were oftentimes like these experiences are that are given by the Lord, not something you earn per se, but are given by the Lord, totally unexpected. Uh, like this transfiguration experience the disciples had, they didn't expect this. So St. Joseph of Cupertino, he had these unexpected prayer experiences uh, and probably at the worst possible times. You know, he would be like walking out of the kitchen and he'd be holding a plate of food and all of a sudden he would have the Lord would come upon him and he'd have this, he called it his moments of giddiness as the wording that he used. He would experience this profound happiness and he would like drop the plate and it would shatter on the ground and then he would just be frozen in that spot having this mystical experience with the Lord and he was so transfixed, so taken up in this divine experience that he couldn't be shaken out of this. People would come up here and poke him and they would like hold, hold candles underneath his fingers, you know, and, and even put little cuts and stuff and nothing could bring him out of these spiritual experiences. He was so enraptured with the Lord. He was so taken up. And it became such that, you know, it was not only his soul that was drawn up into the Lord, but even his body. And he began, this was witnessed by many people at various different times in his life, that he would levitate. He would come up off the ground, being enraptured into the presence of the Lord, experiencing God uh, in a way that's beyond anything earthly, in a way that's unexpected and removed, disconnected from all natural things. Now, this is what this kind of experience, this prayer experience, this advanced prayer experience is like. Okay. So, and how do you know if this is actually real, if it, if it, you know, truly is happening, if this really is an experience of God? The way that you know is that it's not simply a joyful experience. It is that which changes you. It transforms you in a way that you are not humanly capable of. So when the, the disciples went up on the mount of the transfiguration and seen the Lord transfigured before them, they heard the words, uh, this is my beloved son, listen to him. Meaning be obedient to him. Meaning submit your life to him. And this is what we see. 
in their lives. It wasn't overnight. It's not normally how the Lord works. But little by little, these guys were transformed. They were set on fire. This is what experiences with the Lord do. They change you little by little. If it's a real true experience with the Lord, then it'll be it'll leave this indelible impression upon you. Something that will never be forgotten. You know, the saints and different ones have had these experiences. Talk about and recall these things in minute detail. Uh, Saint Teresa, great doctor and teacher about prayer of the church, she said that these experiences, they're so real, so authentic, that they can't be counterfeited by the devil. Uh, he can twist things that are already in existence, but he can't make these things if he can't counterfeit them. They can't, she would say, be created by the imagination. They're beyond what you can humanly do on your own. They're so real. They leave such a great, deep impression on your soul that it changes you. And these, these small ways, you know, not, not overnight, uh, you know, it's gradual, little by little. You know, this is why, you know, Jesus, when the disciples had this experience on the mountain, and he was transfigured before them after that experience, he told them, he said to them, don't tell anybody about this until after the resurrection. He wanted this to work on them in this divine way, this gentle way. This is how the Lord works. No, uh, in small little ways that seem imperceptible but grow and are transformative. Kind of like, you know, the tiniest little evaporation that comes from a little stream eventually comes down. It can become incredibly powerful, even Niagara Falls. But little by little, starts off little. You know, great scholars who do amazing and wonderful things, they too, they start off little. You know, just like everybody else learning one letter of the alphabet at a time. This is how the Lord works. Little by little, in these really gentle ways. And yet, as imperceptible it is from day to day, over time, if a person is really truly experiencing the Lord, if the person is really praying, real and true prayer, really experiencing the Lord transforms you in this uh, way that other people can see. Uh, there is a profound goodness that begins to pervade this person's life. A goodness, a heroic goodness even, that's beyond human ability. This is what Jesus talked about. He said, by their fruits, you will know them. And so if you see a person that suddenly is showing, or not suddenly, over time, is showing growth in humility, in patience, in you know, temperance, love for neighbor, chastity, all these things, you know that the person is really, truly praying, really, truly experiencing God because they're being changed. This is the real outward evidence of this experience. It changes you. It's like what the disciples heard, listen to him. He gets into you, changes you, transforms you as you listen to him, as you're experiencing him. This is the evidence of a real and true spiritual encounter, of real and true prayer. So yes, this advanced sort of form of prayer, mystical prayer, 
rapturous prayer. It's wonderful and beautiful and amazing beyond anything you can experience in this world. And real and true prayer transforms you. It changes you. This is what it does to a person. This is what you are called to, each and every single one of you. You know, I've given this homily with the hopes that it presents you with what it looks like, what it feels like to be up on that mountain, to see the Lord transfigured, to experience the heights of divinity, of prayer, of really truly being with the Lord. My hope is that this will beckon you there. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be digging more deeply into this. We're going to be looking at, you know, what that journey looks like. What are those things? How can you prepare? How can you make room for these experiences with the Lord? So you can be transformed. The Lord can um, really draw you into himself, giving you that perfect transformative peace that God may be glorified. Amen.